Welcome to the Naturally Nourished Podcast that delivers cutting-edge food as medicine solutions for optimal health. Allie Miller is a nutrition expert sought up by the media and America's top medical institutes for her revolutionary functional medicine interventions. From disease treatment to prevention, every episode will empower you with ways to put yourself back in control of your health. Please note, the topics discussed are for educational purposes only. Now welcome, Integrative Dietitians Allie Miller and her co-host Becky Yu. Welcome to episode 250 of the Naturally Nourished Podcast. 250 episodes. Hey, remember when we had that da 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 da? Oh, yeah. We used to have that soundboard for a little bit, which was pretty fun, and I feel like we need that. Brady, can you please edit that in? Or we'll just do a big crowd. Yeah, it does. 250 episodes feels like a mile mark. So, Becky and I thought that we would do something fun and take things a little bit lighter today and talk all about our favorite things. And I don't think we can open this without saying that one of our favorite things is coming together weekly and sharing functional medicine and food as medicine information with y'all and sharing our gratitude for you listeners. So thank you so much for taking an hour out of your week every single week to listen to what we have to share. It's humbling. Yeah. It really is that you guys want to listen to us and that you are inspired and motivated by the information we have to share. And it keeps us going, which is a super fantastic way to continue to move our clinic, um, as well as to continue to keep us inspired with staying up to date with the newest research studies and uh, just improving our own health. I think showing up sure. weekly, yep. talking about these things, I'm always continuing to modify and update and advance my own personal wellness, having that accountability. So Absolutely. thank you guys yep. for being that platform <laughs> for us to invest in our own wellness as well. Yes. Recording these episodes on Mondays is always, I think both of us, our favorite day of the week. I love kicking off Mondays with podcast recording. Absolutely. All right. Let's quick share some updates with listeners. So First of all, our Keto Archive program now available by the time this episode airs? Absolutely. Nope. Uh, (laughs) It will be the week next week. Yep. I know. I was trying to do the math in my head of the date. So next week. um, I'm Ron (laughs) Oh no, there's an intonation question mark in the script. Yep. I've got Anchorman uh, down as a favorite later on in the episode. So wonderful. (laughs) Feels appropriate. Yes. So we are going to be releasing, I feel like we've been talking about this, but it's super, super exciting. Our 12 week food is medicine, virtual ketosis class as an archive evergreen product. So traditionally we have only offered it as a live course uh, quarterly and so you guys had to keep waiting for the next round to come and I know that that would sometimes conflict with some of your work schedules or childcare. well now we've decided to upload the entire 12-week program on the website that you can purchase for instead of $300 just $99 and when you purchase it you're going to get the entire platform so you're going to get all six of the 90-minute classes that navigate you through functional medicine approaches and expanding and troubleshooting your ketogenic diet. So whether you are keto curious or a fat-fueled veteran, 
there will be something here to take your wellness to the next level. It might be actually releasing from your dogma of really tight classic keto and breaking up with non-caloric sweeteners. It might be expanding into metabolic flexibility and learning about our phase 1.5 and how that serves you. It might be on the other hand of the spectrum, learning about how many darn carbohydrates you are consuming daily and breaking up with sugar cravings for good and getting yourself successfully fat adapted. We work with troubleshooting your macros and providing you a protocol that works best for your wellness goals as well as the state of your body. We talk to you about macros in the world of carb and calorie restriction. And then we also have phases that help you to expand from a tight carb restriction to this 1.5 metabolic flexibility to a phase two carb cycling. And we talked to you about considerations of whether carb cycling would be appropriate for you, or maybe a low glycemic instead of nutritional ketosis. So this is not a one size fits all. It is an N equals one, very individualized approach. And we provide you information in each class that includes things like quizzes. So there's a dysbiosis quiz to learn about the status of your microbiome. And if you have candida or yeast overgrowth, there's a quiz on the HPA access to understand the status of your adrenals and how that's impacting your metabolism. There is also a lot of assessments advising you in each class on advanced labs that might be a good fit for you. So the idea is as you participate in this program, you are able to, instead of investing thousands of dollars into your own functional medicine practitioner, you're able to learn about the aha connections of your body of, ooh, that's my weak point. That's where I need to dig deeper and invest further. And then we provide you the direct platform support with links to the labs and supplement strategy and food as medicine goals throughout. So each of the six classes builds on and you end the program with over 15 food as medicine goals that we hope that you maintain for sustainable outcomes. Yes. And speaking of favorite things, that's definitely our favorite program that we've ever done and, and one that we will continue to love doing live, but we'll only be offering it live twice a year instead of what we have been doing of quarterly. So this is the way to get it and own it for life for just $99. Yes. And furthermore, if you have been a prior participant within the last two years, um, your account will show that you've actively purchased it. You will be able to use a coupon, um, but again, that's account specific um, to save. So you actually won't even have to pay that whole $99. It's what, 50% off or $50 off? off? Yeah. yeah, with the code LIFETIME50. And, and it will only be for, like Ali said, prior purchase of the program. So it'll automatically work for those who've purchased it in the past. Yes. So very cool stuff, and we can't wait to share that as a resource. Uh, we've seen such life-changing outcomes with participants of this program, and my favorite testimonial to date is always feeling like myself again, yeah. <laughs> or you know, just feeling resilient and like I am back in control of my body versus being dragged through day-to-day -day by my body. And um, we can't wait for you all to feel that. I know we both have really jumped into tightening things back up in 2021, and it's feeling amazing. It sure is. And then also what's coming down the uh, pipe, if you will, is going to be our next level keto in October. We are going to be uh, launching that, and that is a live program, but you must have already purchased the 12-week food as medicine ketosis class. So this is like a prerequisite foundational course. Next level keto is done like Brady Bunch style, where we only allow 75 participants, um, and that is for 
six weeks in a row mm-hmm. that we're going to be doing to get you through the holiday season. It's less of a deep dive, nerdy, functional medicine approach, more conversational. Um, we have an entire class where we just troubleshoot meal planning and menus and making salad dressings from scratch and fun stuff like that. We use a CGM in that program for participants that would like to. And so we troubleshoot their trends. Um, We also focus on incorporating a 10 day detox, which is a classic time of the year. I always do a 10 day detox in early December to kind of offset that roll from the uh, Halloween into Thanksgiving into Christmas season. Uh, So I think it'll be a great way for you to kind of harness and lock and load to feel the best and most resilient you can in your body ending the year strong versus feeling like you got to start with those resolutions and yeah, that reset point yep. again. Yep. Awesome. All right. Um, let's have a quick word oh, for, and one more update. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> the final update uh, that we shared with you guys last week. Uh, if you missed our last week episode, it was fantastic. All about melatonin as an antioxidant and the importance of sleep. And we want you to know that we are sharing that discount code adrenal 99 for our adrenal rehab program. Um, This code will only go for three weeks in length. Um, So whereas the uh, 12-week virtual food is medicine keto is, you know, three-month program, $99. That's the set locked-in point. Adrenal 99 is a $199 program, but we're offering it for $100 off. Um, And that is more of a deep dive if you're someone who has been dealing with chronic fatigue or hormone imbalance or anxiety, depression, um, a heavy hit from pandemic, and you're really feeling the influence of stress on your physiological body or your mental um, expression, this is a really great way to understand the tiny adrenal glands and their importance. And next week we have an entire episode on adrenal gland updates. So if this resonates with you, this is the time to jump in on that. And that program also, once you purchase it, you do have access to it for a lifetime. Yes. And we provide supportive emails for four weeks at the program. So trying to keep you on track with the timeline of watching you know, one module per week, bringing you food as medicine goals and little micro challenges throughout the program. So definitely go and check that out. Such a good reset. Awesome. And okay. I think we have like a live to do soon. So maybe Becky and I, when we finish recording this, we'll um, jump on next week when this airs on our 250 to celebrate together uh, and have a glass of dry farm wines maybe and um, share with you guys your upcoming questions because I know we're kind of launching a lot of programmy things and there's yeah. probably something that are like, what fits Which best? do I do first? So we'll be happy yeah. to do that as an Instagram live and I'll try to be accountable to do that sometime in the near future. All right, let's do it. Okay. Okay, finally. Yes, yeah, so before let's... we get into things, Wild Foods is today's sponsor and Wild Foods, you guys know, make some of our favorite household pantry staples from turmeric to medicinal mushrooms to beautiful tea blends and matcha and so much more. Uh, They believe like we do that real food is medicine and they partnered with us to give you an exclusive discount. When you use the code AllieMillerRD at checkout, you will get 12% off of your order. So some of the things that I use at least weekly are going to be their Wild Foods Matcha, which is a ceremonial grade matcha. Um, It's fabulous, a really nice bright green. You know that with matcha, that fine powder is made from stone ground tea leaves. 
So instead of infusing a whole leaf in water, you are going to be getting all of those phyto compounds or plant-based antioxidants, that EGCG that aids in metabolism, insulin sensitivity, and body fat burn, as well as the concentrated L-theanine, which is a fabulous supporter for our neurotransmitters, balancing off those excitatory and as well as those calming neurotransmitters to allow a alpha brainwave spike, which can support concentration and focus without agitation and anxiety. Um, so the wild matcha is a great staple, 10 times the amount of nutrient capacity that you get in a green tea leaf. Uh, I also have been sipping teas a lot. I did a whole pantry clean out. And so I've been doing tea at least five nights of the week. Um, I've been playing with their coconut chai, which uses a red rooibos, high antioxidant blend, cinnamon, ginger, coconut flakes, safflower thread in there, um, really beautiful and crushed chili. Uh, and I've also been doing in the daytime their Thai G, which is a green rooibos with ginger, lemongrass, and lime, trying to etch down on the caffeine intake, but still get all of those plant-based antioxidants. Um, and still get some support for brain boost. And how about you, Becky? What's one of your fave products? Their immune tea is fabulous. And yes. that is a really nice, like bright pigmented, I think it's elderberry and several other berries in there. Um, but I There's really- cranberry yep. in there. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, I really like that tea. And then I love their vanilla bean powder. And I combine that when I make like my afternoon matcha latte um, with some coconut milk and their matcha and it's absolutely fantastic i cannot go back to using vanilla extract in smoothies or right. coffee beverages because of that alcohol taste um, so it's just stone ground vanilla bean yes and then as it gets a little cooler you could do this iced but i've been doing lighter brighter teas as it gets a little cooler and goes into fall i'll be busting back out the cocotropics yeah. which is their um, nootropic blend which includes uh, basically getting your brain online for uh, cognitive enhancement and um, also mood improvement and balancing of stress. There is reishi and chaga mushroom extract in there, as well as raw maca powder, wild turmeric, and raw cacao powder. Um, and that's a really fantastic beverage that can kind of sip like a hot cocoa. And I have been seeing when I was wearing my CGM last, uh, less of an impact than black coffee, which can drive that epinephrine blood sugar surge. So go on over to wildfoods.co, that's .co, not .com, and you will get 12% off your order when you use Allie Miller RD at checkout. Yes, you will. Yeah. Um, and we named, I think, already some of our favorite things. Yes, so I was going to say, we, we just hit like five of our actual favorite things. And you guys know we only take sponsorship from products we actually know and love and use every day in our household. So there you go. There's the short list of like what you need to add to your pantry. Yes. All right, um, so we are doing a special fun episode today, just sharing favorite things and personal updates. Um, the last episode like this we did was just about a year ago at 200, and that was getting to know the Naturally Nourished fam, um, and we had Brady and Byron on the podcast. So that was a really fun episode to go back and listen to a little bit more about our story what our husbands think that we do, how many supplements they think that we take, and all of the things. Yes, awesome. All right, so let's warm up with just some like softball, easy questions that are uh, more brand work related, if you will. Um, starting with, what's your favorite podcast episode to date? And maybe favorite guest as well. Okay, 
So my favorite podcast episode to date, it probably goes way back in the archives, the anti-anxiety diet episode 54. Dun, dun, dun. Isn't that crazy? So four years ago, is that true? Is that how this would be done? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so four years ago, and I think it's because it was such a... Um, kind of monumental episode for me. I had just signed the book deal for writing the anti-anxiety diet and had the concept laid out. And it was just a time of such growth in my career and passion in the space of all of the six R's of the anti-anxiety diet. So really having the opportunity to weave together the importance of the gut brain access as well as the microbiome as well as hpa access and hormones and even dipping back four years ago into therapeutics like cbd that were controversial at that time mm-hmm. i remember putting that in the book and being like oh <laughs> um and so th- that episode i think sings true is, is one that i will always remember and have enjoyed and then um Favorite guest episode would be from last year. We had guest Daniel Vitalis on, and um, we, he talked all about huntering, huntering, hunter and gatherer approach or foraging. I made some uh, hybrid word, uh, wild foraging and being a hunter and gatherer, and just connecting to the natural landscape mm-hmm. and questioning in some sense things that we look at like city parks and the identification of an artifact yeah, and an artifact artifact land yes yeah. not in an archaeological uh, form but or anthropological per se but in the idea of it has a human imprint right and the idea that like parks in New York City or Houston or you know I think that's what we really like about areas of Austin over Houston is a lot of na- natural beauty that mm-hmm. exists in Austin I think that's one of the right. dichotomies that I that I see and feel and energetically um, and understanding you know what real nature is and um, trying to alleviate the thumbprint of humans and and um, work with the earth and and we'll have a really fun upcoming guest episode uh, I think in about two months where we're going to have uh, Taylor from Epic Foods and and um, Rome Ranch talking about regenerative agriculture. And I kind of see that kind of lending yeah. nice to that yeah, story yeah. And, and the importance of soil health in our entire food system. Yeah. Um, and kind of on that note, I think one of my favorite recent episodes, um, other than we both said Daniel Vitalis, so I had to pick someone else, but yeah. um, the disease, uh, dysbiosis disconnect I think it was called or yeah. dysbiosis oh, I loved by that disconnection and it kind of feeds on the heels of what he was talking about of you know living in artifact land if you will and and you know that our microbiome is so influenced by the people around us by soil-based organisms by whether or not we have a pet um, so that was episode 230 and we talked about you know recent updates in terms of the shock and awe of pandemic and over sterilization mm-hmm. but also the importance of community and you know yes. hugging and sharing food and literally swapping microbiome with your tribe right mm-hmm. yeah totally um, and then my favorite guest to date was probably Stephen Chernisky oh which yeah was, he's, he's great he's so great he's this brilliant biochemist and it was like super nerdy deep um, we had him on I can't believe this but it was episode 92 talking all about DHEA um, so that's a really good one to go back and and listen to yeah we had him on then again did he do the CBD episode after that I think so I think you're right DHEA you're right was first okay. or was CBD first 
Mm. I'm not even sure. But we had him also <laughs> do an episode on CBD. Yeah. He's a fantastically fun guest to interview. And then I pulled some of our top listened to episodes in the last couple years, not, not year to date. <laughs> but um, we are approaching 2 million downloads, which is really phenomenal and just something I'm so proud of. And some of our top episodes, I'll just name like five of them. So in case you guys have are, are avid listeners, but you've missed these numbers of Becky and my, you know, faves and then guest faves, check those out. And then episode 172, All Things Hormones, Q&A episode. Uh, episode 179, Coronavirus and Immune System Support was a big hit. Look at that date, March 9th, 2020. We were on it, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, episode 158, How to Rebound Your Adrenal Glands. Episode 148, Fasting and Time-Restricted Eating, Weighing Out Restriction Versus Therapeutic Benefits. Episode 170, another Q&A one, All Things Keto Q&A. Uh, that'd be a great one to, to listen to if you haven't ventured into either of our keto classes yet. And then um, episode 154, we got a lot of good feedback on this one, Food as Medicine for Stress Resilience. And that was like the 100 episodes after the one that I mentioned, the anti-anxiety diet. Um, And so that was after the anti-anxiety diet uh, book had released. And um, we were just starting book tour on the cookbook uh, there. So that was more on menu planning and whatnot. And then the last one I'll mention is episode 160, Neurotransmitters 101. And that was a two-part episode. That was part one. And uh, part two did pretty well as well. Yeah. Awesome. So a ton of good resources. And it sounds like a lot of overlap in like the world of stress resilience, neurotransmitters, and then keto, obviously. And you'll like the Q&A style. So hopefully you'll like today's episode too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. What about um, in the more recent times of YouTube launch? Um, what's your favorite YouTube video to date? So I think it has to be the uh, dealing with dysbiosis and probiotic challenge or understanding dysbiosis and probiotic challenge uh, because the probiotic challenge is such an essential wellness component that I literally want everyone to do a probiotic challenge to assess their microbiome. It's a constant recommendation. And so it's really nice to just have it there to show versus we also do have the probiotic challenge in our protocols, part of the learn tab of our website. Well, now we've gone ahead and implemented that, or what's the word I want to say? Not implemented it. What did we put it in? Integrated? Integrated. I don't know. It's on the page as well. (laughs) So uh, you have the video on the protocol page so you can watch it or read it, whatever works best for you. Uh, And then we have some content coming out soon on PCOS. And I think that that's really strong content that I'm excited about. And hopefully we get a hit. That's the one thing that I just can't discern. I feel like our YouTube is just as quality as our podcast, and it's just not getting the uh, influx of views. I don't know if it's more competitive space or if my account had been shadow banned before we really launched it because that was after the time of you know YouTube banning the word vitamin C, right, and right. Lord knows I talk about all the nutrients and empowered functional medicine information, which doesn't necessarily go well with the fear narrative so who knows but if you're listening to this yes do us a favor and go on over to youtube and subscribe to the naturally nourished youtube channel if you watch just one or two videos make sure anytime you watch them that you give us a thumbs up like and if you write a comment that's always appreciated too because that does help the spider bots bugs to see that it is relevant quality content that people are enjoying 
so that when people do organic searches, they can be led to our free resources. Yes, if you are taking the time to listen to our favorite things episode, it means that you love us enough to go over to YouTube and subscribe and give us some love there. Um, And I would say my favorite episodes, um, I like the ones where we share recipes because I think that's really fun and novel to be able to watch the cooking process, maybe the raw walnut maca caramels because we don't have that recipe anywhere else um, it's think, in the anti-anxiety diet cookbook well, yeah that's true but not on the blog or like searchable in terms of free content and the yeah. youtube is absolutely free um so i think that's a great one we talk all about our favorite adaptogens in that and then we have an upcoming video on um, our favorite way to cook bacon um, and just talking about the benefits of bacon, what to look for when you're choosing bacon. And I think that'll be a good like shareable one with you know, your relatives who are like, ooh, isn't bacon unhealthy? Um, it's really good like right. bite-sized content um, to share with naysayers, you know, less than 10 minutes and, and educational for sure. I pulled some of that content back from, I think it was episode like six. It was yes. single digit, whatever Before number my time. Four or six. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was like in defense of bacon or something yeah. like that. So yeah. there's a lot of uh, food as medicine, how bacon could be therapeutic. And um, I would say another good cooking one is the low carb chocolate chip cookies oh, yeah. and, and why we hate non-caloric sweeteners. So yes. those would be all ones that we'll link. All right. So let's talk about our favorite supplements from the naturally nourished line what are you loving right now why would i mess with any other line it's the best (laughs) of the best all right so uh you know i have to say calm and clear and i feel like it's the one that i talk about the most but i need to continue to emphasize because it has the greatest impact on my body I was talking to my mother-in-law recently and uh, just yesterday after church and and she has uh, guests coming in from out of town and she was like, oh, my eye's been twitching. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's a physiological marker of stress. And she's like, so I wasn't sure, should I be taking the Gabacalm or the Calm and Clear? And I was like, um, both. Yeah. If if you're at the level of your eye twitching, you should also double down on the relax and regulate. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Your neurological system is in overdrive mode. So yeah, you know, I think that again, even people that are committed and into it and have a, a reasonable understanding of how to use our supplements, I just keep saying you have to bubble wrap ideally preemptively. And so if you know guests are coming in from out of town, or if you know you have a stressor of an exam coming up or first date or whatever it is, the calm and clear should be like your foundational supporter. And really anyone living in today's modern world should be taking three a day of calm and clear. Um, and I think that that's pretty much where you're at, at least now, right, Becky? It's, it's finally come back on yes, track. Like, like two, two at dinner, dinner one, in the day one at dinner or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. Only in the evening because I find during the day, it's still, my cortisol is going to be interesting yeah. when, once I get my panel back, but in the evening, yes. And it helps so much with depth and quality of sleep. It's amazing. And I don't know why I didn't think of it sooner for myself. I tell clients to do it all the time. (laughs) Right. And I'm always taking a minimum of six, but sometimes I'll realize like if I'm, I leave a bottle always on my work uh, desk and then also in my vanity, which are like same floor of the house. So not that unreasonable, but I just need it in front of me. Yeah. And I notice sometimes when I go down to five instead of eight, 
that I am more agitated, I'm more bitey, and it's like a chemical surge that just doesn't feel comfortable that I don't want to experience in my body. So why would I let myself go there and get there? I would be setting myself up for failure if I'm not just giving myself the nutrients that do the work to keep me calm and collected and clear-headed. So the Calm and Clear, again, has a blend of nervines and adaptogens. So there's a blend of uh, herbs that are calming as well as like um, ashwagandha which is more of an adaptogen which helps with uh, stress resilience and tolerance but still to some level calming uh, there's phosphatidylserine in there which is going to aid in modulating your cortisol metabolism there is going to be a B vitamin complex without folate. So when I'm taking my whole load of supplements, I'm taking four a day of the multi-avail mama, and that's giving me 1360 milligrams of methylated folate. And then I'm also taking the B complex, which has some folate in it. I'll tell you, it's right here on my desk. Let's see here. Boop. Uh, but I try to keep under two grams a day. So there's 340 milligrams of folate in that uh, 5-methyl tetrahydrofolate blend in our B-complex. So folate is the one for individuals that have COMT, we kind of nerded out on this a little bit, um, where that can make a little too wiry excitatory. Mm -hmm. And so that's something I, I watch for. And within that blend, the Calm and Clear specifically doesn't have methylfolate for that reason. So I love the flexibility of dosing higher, um, going like 6 to 8 or 8 to 10 on days that are higher stress and then six is more of my foundation and then I think GABACOM is fabulous I underestimate the power of GABACOM almost every time I'm using a CGM and I see the impact of my stress blood sugar connection I use more GABACOM and my blood sugar comes down and I just need to keep with that mantra of using it versus thinking I need it you know yep. that's that same perspective right. of like wait don't wait until you bite off your husband's head um just take it <laughs> yeah don't wait until you're pouring that second glass of wine just take it and then you don't feel like you need the wine um so it can help so much with impulsivity and um also with regulating cravings so whether you're dealing with like you know sugar cravings mid-afternoon or evening or alcohol or any form of escape mechanism it's that neuroinhibitory calming tool and i will say i took one before filming on friday because Stella had a big component and I felt like that went beautifully where sometimes I get a little like on nerve with her. Sure. Um, so that's a huge PowerPoint. And then I would say adaptogen boost. So if I had to pick two Desert Island, it'd be Calm and Clear and Adaptogen Boost. Adaptogen Boost is rhodiola, uh, ginseng, and cordyceps. And I really leveled that up starting with pandemic uh, in 2020. Uh, also because of a lot of the respiratory support in cordyceps, mm -hmm. that's one that's been used, you know, um, for decades or maybe even hundreds of years with traditional Chinese medicine in, um, you know, various forms of SARS and such. And um, the also rhodiola having beneficial properties to regulate your cycle. Uh, last year I had times when my menstrual cycle went as short as 18 days. And so bringing this back in has kept me now above at least 25 days. And then depending on my stress threshold, I can get, you know, a full luteal phase. Sure. Um, and that's, I love, that's what we talked about in past episodes, that your menstrual cycle can really be a cardinal marker of your body's balance. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, How about you, girl? Relax and regulate, but you guys already know that answer because I, it's been the same answer every time I've been asked this. Um, I have been taking that formula since the first time I did a micronutrient panel back like as just a friend slash client of yours, like my first micronutrient panel ever. I was deficient in magnesium, had you know taken birth control historically prior to that, which is probably why I was deficient and was really having a ton at that time of like neck and shoulder 
pain to the point of needing like pretty deep neuromuscular massage and um, chiropractic care all of the time. So I feel like that, you know, has really helped with like the neuromuscular piece of and the B12 puzzle. boost was a big one, right? Yeah, I was deficient in B12 too. Do you, sure. do you mess with B12 boost at all you anymore? Know, I don't really. Um, and I could stand to for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't. I found like a plastic bottle of it which means it's old old from right. before we so went to glass. to glass so Noah is playing with that as like one of his toy shakers because I know it's expired but that yeah. could be a good one to pulse back in I'm doing my micronutrients soon so it'll be interesting to see like postpartum yes where all of those things are at um, but that relax and regulate I have not missed a scoop you know <laughs> if, if it's beyond if it's within my control I always make sure I pack like a solid baggie of it when I travel um, and especially with travel, dealing with like travel-related constipation that is my go-to because no one is fun when they're constipated on a long trip. No, nope, nothing <laughs> makes me crankier than backed up stool. Nope. And we had a listener question yeah. in Relax and Regulate. Yep. And what video, there's a YouTube video, or is it just the Relax and Regulate promotion video? I feel like there's a YouTube video. It might be in the PCOS one that's okay. coming down the chute okay. where I showed people how I take Relax and Regulate. Am I tripping on that? It's either. I feel like I did it on camera for sure. It's probably that one because I don't think we like opened supplements or would have done that in the supplement trailer. So yeah, I'll find out. So either way, I literally, the answer for me is I just shoot it in my mouth. Like I take the scoop and I lean my mouth back and I just dump the scoop into my mouth. And then I also dump a scoop of GI lining on top of that powder. I'm trying to mimic the movements. And then I just chug from my ball jar of water and it goes right down and it's easy peasy clean. Um, I didn't like the deal of like, I'm really low maintenance in all of the ways. And so I didn't like the idea of having a water glass that would have like the the crystallization yeah, yeah, yeah. or the powder yeah. film and have to deal with that. Um, so that's me. But yes, you can just mix it with water. I always say you don't have to dilute it. Some people love, like I have a lot of clients that do a ritual nightly where they have a favorite tea and they put a scoop of relax and mm -hmm. regulate in that. And you know, they might mix that then with like a total of 12 to 16 ounces of fluid. I'm not worried about diluting it for any impact as far as bioavailability and function. Also, it's not temperature sensitive, so you could mix right. it with a cold or a hot beverage, uh, but you could also do it just with enough water to make a slurry, like a, a one to two inch kind of swirl. And That's that, what I do. do um, okay. So I do keep a cup that I just change out. I'll rinse it out right afterward. So I keep it like in the bathroom on the counter um, and bring, you know, my filtered water in to take it with. Um, so it's a little bit more cumbersome of routine, but I'm doing like usually two scoops at night. And so an inch of water is plenty. Um, I have clients who take it with a little bit of sparkling water and some oh, of really? them find that that like offsets the, the taste. I don't mind the taste at all. Um, right. I have other clients who you know, would not take it if they weren't adding something to it. So we've come to an agreement of like a shot of tart cherry juice, which can support melatonin production That's the way as I've well. Used it with Stella, yeah, with children. Yep, mm -hmm. yep. Um, but however you take it, yes. just important to take it regularly. So I think finding a way to get it back. Byron does the same thing as you. I just can't get behind the the powder feeling, and I think it's because I'm taking two full scoops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Probably, probably. Yeah. All right. Um, what about favorite? supplement you've either added recently into your regimen or maybe something that you forgot about that fell off and you've come back to and are using more often? I think Inflamazine would be mine. Um, so I am 
using that predominantly to help with uterine health and possibilities of future pregnancy and family planning and being at 36 going to 37 did my intravaginal ultrasound last spring and they said all is good just kind of getting all the alignment of Brady and I <laughs> and, and family planning and what feels right timing wise with our move and all the things right. going on but in Flamazyme I can actually feel like less uterine thickening and um, I have that now at a standard two a day and then like right before I'm leading into my cycle I'll rev that up and then during menstrual cycle I'll take six a day um, I was getting a little bit of like kind of clotting and I've, I've shared in, in my health history with uh, infertility episode with Stells how um, I've had uh, history of endometriosis and also um, really elevated DHEA and other other biomarkers, which we'll cross that bridge later. But um, I do feel that that's a really beneficial supporter. And we talked a lot about inflammazyme also in constructs of, I started taking it actually when I got COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that's where I've really been talking about it, I think more in general in clinic um, to prevent the long haul symptoms. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. even for those that have had the schmackschmine and want to prevent the side effects of the clotting effect. Right, exactly. I yep. feel like it's a really powerful player on both ends of the spectrum, whether from natural immunity or from experimental injection, uh, a great way to support the body's inflammatory process and prevent clotting factors. So we clinically used it a lot for like LPA, which we still do, which is a cardiovascular marker um, to prevent platelet aggregation or stickiness factor in the blood, which can drive stroke risk. Uh, but I think that it's a really good systemic one and, and I'm feeling less old <laughs> in my body, to be honest. Like, um, I take EPA DHA extra always at three to four a day, uh, depending on whether or not I'm having wild fish that day. And then the inflammasome now has been a regular added and I can say I can definitely feel more lubricated in my joints, uh, less inflamed, less swollen in general, which is yeah. a big welcomed yeah. hit. And the other one I have to say as well is the CoQ10 complex, which um, we just did two recent episodes that really kind of hailed the benefits of it. And also I brought that in at, you know, being almost 37 and to support optimal egg health and uh, viability. But I will say I energetically um, or energy wise, maybe not energetically, but um, balance of energy cascade. I really feel like it's a slow, solid fuel source, whereas like my B complex could be a little bit um, jaggy. Like I said, how mm -hmm. that folate can give you a little surge. Yeah. CoQ10 to me, like I feel like a, a clean burning fuel and it's long and sustained. And I've really welcomed that as well. Like I can tell a appreciable difference if I travel and don't bring the CoQ10 complex. Yeah. I love that one, and I love the color of it. It's so pretty. It adds a little something, something to my morning supplements. How about new ads for you? Um, the women's flora. Oh, same. Um, yeah. So especially as a vaginal insertion, which I talked about in my third trimester episode in terms of group B strep prevention. I was doing it then, uh, but especially with swimming recently this summer, we've been going to like Barton Springs and deep eddy pool and, and swimming in some of the like natural spring fed water here. Um, but still, I just feel like if you're, I'm spending more time in there cause I'm like in with Noah versus like a quick dip and getting out. Um, so I'm just using that for like a couple days post pool hopping, even with like chlorinated pool as mm -hmm. well. Sure. You know, sterilizing all of the things. No um, so that's been a great one. Um, and then I'll, I'll pulse it orally maybe a couple times a week just to kind of shake things up. Um, and then Gabacom, I would reiterate what you just said about Gabacom and, and taking that more often. 
um, preemptively versus reactive. Yes. Like, What's our problem? I know, there? right? Um, so like prior to podcasting, which podcasting doesn't make me anxious, but I feel like the mental clarity aspect, I yes. always feel different on a, a Gabacom day when I take it for a podcast, podcast, YouTube, and then just with like the struggles of getting everyone out of the house right now like I get snippy at adrenaline like, surge why can't you get ready faster like it's not just us anymore like you need to pack Noah's stuff and so I try to take it like 15 minutes before I start like pushing him to, yeah to get out the door so I'm not as bitey and sometimes it ends up being like on the drive to wherever but I feel like you guys have been in a good, like, I know, I think we have a separate section coming on personal updates, but I feel like you guys have had a good transition of like now him working full time for Naturally Nourished and in a way kind of working for you, (laughs) Uh, you know, because I mean, you're, you're more senior obviously and have all the things going on, but like having Noah together first and like the moving here and being kind of isolated. I think a lot of it has been like a a probably like really good divine intervention, gradual shift versus like just the, the, I don't know, cliff end of like, and now you must listen to everything I (laughs) say. And we're doing it how I say, and this is our plan. And the slow simmer. Um. Maybe. I I feel like it's great. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I Gabba Calm regardless. And I think there's such strong literature on the academic enhancement and performance. And we have a lot of those research studies linked. So as always, as we're transitioning out of supplement talk, guys, don't worry. We're going to talk funsy food stuff and, and, and TV and books and things. But um, you can always, whenever you want to learn more, if we say something that sparks your interest, go on over to AllieMillerRD.com. You can always search by product name, or you can search by section of interest, like mood and hormones, or detox, uh, or immune. And always through the accordions down below, we're always going to have benefits, how to take it. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I'm DM'd by someone on Instagram and they're like, I just received my order. How do I do it? And I'm like, well, it's right there. Uh Uh, But anyway, there's a research tab and we are always curating up-to-date clinical studies. Ideally, we're finding, you know, the gold standard randomized clinical trials on the active components in our formulas showing you how they're clinically effective. So I think that's a really compelling piece to make sure that you know when you're investing your dollar on our product that you're going to get measurable outcomes. Okay, now for some maybe non-supplement wellness practices. Um, What's something you've added that you're digging lately or just something rediscovering in the world of wellness? I have been pretty solid on at least three days a week, which is kind of an accomplishment of coffee-free. And yeah, like legit. Um, and I've been doing, I, I went on a pretty bad, I shared this actually in next week's episode, which we pre-recorded on, I always get the cold brew like bite in the beginning onset yeah, of summer, yeah, which, yeah. you know, in Texas starts like in April, May. Yep. So I and it goes through October. <laughs> yes. Right. So I broke up with that and I'm doing at least three days a week, no coffee. And then I'm doing some form of tea, mostly green tea uh, daily, but but some form of tea at some point. So if I'm not doing an evening tea, I'm doing one in the mid-afternoon. Um, Brady sometimes, as a treat if I'm in clinic, will whip something up like a tea latte, which is kind of fun, um, where he'll add like full-fat coconut milk and collagen and maybe uh, like 30 milligrams of CBD oil and then a tea base. Uh, and that's been a fun, and, and again, such a different leveled up, 
sustained energy resilience versus that like kind of cracky keyed up excitatory response from like a cold brew latte which then has me crashing harder and interfering right. with my sleep so yep. that's been a huge game change and i would say sleep in general ever since i started pulsing in the sleep support i know we're not talking supplements but um 2020 i had some off nights of insomnia and 2021 so far my sleep rituals have been really solid yeah and sleep is for sure a, a wellness practice as we talked about a couple episodes ago in our sleep and melatonin updates yeah episode i've been calling it recreational use of of sleep support what i'm doing like i can really only do it on a weekend um or I mean, I can't really sleep in either way because no one wakes me up. But on a weekend or a time, I know I have, you know, eight plus hours the to set aside. To mm-hmm. um, but it does, it feels luxurious to take that sleep support and get that like real deep mm-hmm. REM cycle knockout type sleep. And I've probably been using it more like four to five times yeah. a week, uh, pretty re- more regularly than just occasional. Sure. Uh, but that's been huge. And I think just in general, the ability to edit and release, um, kind of a a less is more approach. Uh, I'm trying to actually recalibrate that. I think now I've allowed myself enough release that I'm ready to like ramp things back up. So even like exercise wise, now I'm adding at least one accountability movement day in a group class, Mm -hmm. aside from just the yoga class at home and uh, the dance class we do weekly. And dance is definitely a favorite wellness practice. I just love the connection with prana shakti of actually breaking up stored or trapped energy i love the lymphatic flow and um that agitation and release and just opening up of like the back of the heart that's an area where i feel like throat chakra and um, sternum chest is where i hold a lot of my stress Mm -hmm. and so doing movements that are very like angelic in nature and open and undulate in that sternum space is really a fabulous practice that i plan to continue for sure Love it. Um, How about you? I know I named some things that we both do. But. I know. <laughs> um, I've added on a, a bar class in the past like six weeks or so, and I've been enjoying that just kind of more toning, um, more, you know, low intensity, but resistance type movement. Yeah. Just trying to get some strength back because tone. pregnancy does a number, especially in your core. I'm like, I feel like I have still a ways to go and it was you know 10 months already um and by a year i'd like to have like some solid core strength back i think as as a goal so that's been a really nice add-on um and then i've been doing some like at home workouts just with light weights i got some of those um i don't know what they're called they're like floor sliders that you can push with your feet out i don't know if you can picture what i'm talking about but they're like a little disc that you can yeah, slide against yeah. the floor and do movements with those and I can do that while I have Noah kind of contained on his like play area so it's something we can do kind of together so cool that's been good and um just long walks with um the stroller we got a jogging stroller that allows a little bit more um movement in terms of doing like paved or not paved non-paved surfaces yeah gravel trails uh, some more and- gravel and and a little bit more like terrainy um and that's been really nice and Houston's leg repairing yeah, helps that's with that, right. I feel yeah, like, yeah. for walking yep. kind of synergistically as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dog tore his ACL and um, through the power of bone broth and um, CBD and actually our super turmeric and EPA, DHA and some other doggy glucosamine, he is back rocking and walking with us again. So that's great too. And I had a Siberian Husky that 
was able to, you know, repair his ACL and lived an additional four years of joyful life and was able to like do five mile walks and all the things. So it can be done. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go on to food talk. So, um, where are we at right now? Favorite like weeknight meal. And then, um, let's talk about our favorite staples and ranchers and restaurants. Yeah. I mean, honestly, for me, a good steak, like the meal that you made for my birthday, maybe that was a little bit more indulgent, but Allie did um, ribeye from Winter's Family Beef, which we got a half cow and split um, several months ago now, and the steaks are amazing. So it's Texas Wagyu beef, so, so good. Um, But ribeyes on the grill. And she dry ages them, I think, at least 30 or is it 60? I don't remember off the top of my head. But they're all dry aged. But they're dry aged, um, which makes a huge difference too. So steak on the grill, and Brady did his famous Yukon Gold smashed potatoes, which probably I wouldn't do that on like a typical weeknight that's more indulgent or entertaining. Entertaining, Um, And then Allie made a beautiful salad with some roasted acorn squash and um, goat cheese in there and roasted cauliflower with truffle oil, which that is a staple in our house as well. Truffle oil and salt, I think you did, like the wild foods, Mm -hmm. truffle salt. Yes. And the is it Pond's truffle oil that yes. you turned mm-hmm. me on to? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I'll add that to our Amazon we'll store because it's amazing. It really yep. is. And I love to cut my cauliflower pieces quite small, like maybe even smaller than an inch in diameter. And I allow them to really crisp up. I do a combination of avocado oil spray, so they're all fully glistening, and then drizzle of olive oil, toss that, and then spray it again in the avocado mm-hmm. oil. And then I'll do just a little bit of the truffle salt and the Redmond real salt as an initial blend. And then when it's at like 30 minutes of roasting, I scrape it all with a spatula to kind of shake up where that browning surface is. And then I re-layer in the truffle salt and that's when then I do the Pond's truffle oil. And then a little more at the finish end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, so good. Um, But that's probably my favorite either celebratory, like adding on the potatoes or for a weeknight, a good steak is, you know, where you'll find me in my happy place. (laughs) What about you? And I would say for weeknight for me, my three faves are either burger night because I just mm-hmm. it's just so easy, and um, we'll often top with avocado and bacon, and uh, we'll usually make sweet potato French fries from scratch, which are on the blog. And if not, we're gonna come out with the YouTube video soon on that, which is fun. And Stella and Noah made a cameo in that. And uh, then I'll always do with that a cruciferous, and then often, sometimes, always excuse me, sometimes also, uh, sometimes always doesn't often, make sense. Often, sometimes, always. A lot of these words. <laughs> oh man, you guys are catching us recording this now after Shavasana yeah, with yoga. Yoga brain. I'm kind of it's in a, a yoga thing. brain state. Yes. Uh, so sometimes beyond a cruciferous vegetable, which is usually going to be rotated from Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, cabbage. I love doing quarter or thin roasted cabbage. And I'll even do like cabbage chips, similar to a kale chip, where I'll slice it up quite thin. I take the core out, and then I just toss that all in avocado and olive oil and crunch that up under high heat, like 400 degrees. It's delicious. Yeah. I, I really feel okay. like that's a going to rotate your cauliflower mm-hmm. broccoli life. Uh, so we usually do one of those and then sometimes I will do a green salad on top of that or in the summer our shishito peppers plants have been really producing a lot so shishitos might come before that with a glass of dry farm wine 
uh, I think Dry Farm Wine, I will put the code in again. Yeah. That's been yep. a huge influx. I was drinking it for a while and then kind of hiatused it or just fell off because I hadn't seen them at conferences, I guess, and recently have been back on subscription. And they've. I think what's really cool is their customer service is so awesome. If you don't like it, they'll replace a bottle. And so they must take notes because now I feel like we're in a really good flow of wines that I really enjoy, uh, really bright flavor profiles. And I can feel the benefits of the antioxidants without that aftermath the mm-hmm. following day. So I will put my code in when you use Ally Miller RD at Dry Farm Wines. You can get a bottle added to your order for just a penny. Yes. So that's always good. So we'll put that in the show notes. And then I would say the other one to just call out in rotation of like burger night. I do spaghetti squash casserole mm-hmm. probably once a month. I do carnitas for sure once a month. And then um, the other, the weekly rotation is salmon on the plank yeah. when we're in season. Yep. Uh, so now that we're starting to get into the wild salmon season that isn't pre-frozen, I love the cedar plank grilled. You get that smokiness and the flavor profile. And Brady puts just like thin sliced red onion and thyme and lemon wedge on that. And it's fantastic. And often we'll do that with like bok choy or uh, we'll do it with asparagus or kale chips or something like that. Yeah, we've been doing more fish because I'll like take Noah for a a little trip to the grocery store just for like an activity outing for us and and I'll get fresh fish and do like halibut or um, grouper just roasted in the oven with like ghee and tons of garlic and yummy herbs and that's been a really nice addition because a lot of times otherwise we were pulling from the deep freezer and that's not always the way I want to eat my fish right and uh Noah really liked the fish tacos from the anti-anxiety cookbook those were a good cameo and I think that I've recommended them often for children uh not always as like you know 10 months which is awesome that he enjoyed them but like for toddlers it's a really good close to like a fish stick kind of texture because you get that almond flour and uh, it was cool to see him chow on that. Yeah, I'm going to add that to his rotation for sure. Yes. And then, and that's when he probably could pre-freeze uh, as well. Yeah, and I then, think so. Yep. So, and then as far as ranchers, you talked about winter's beef, which is where we have our split cow. So Becky and I both invested in a deep freezer and uh, using the amount of that for a quarter of a cow each, basically. And then I order regularly, and as is Becky, yep. from Yonder Way Farm. And we love Yonder Way Farm. Uh, Lindsay and Jason are awesome. Lindsay's participated in our 12-week food as medicine keto class and shared us with her audience. Uh, They have the most dreamy, like when you envision what a farm should look like, it's this like altruistic, beautiful haven. And they actually have all of their animals free roaming. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you walk in and there's like just turkeys hanging out and chickens and um, they have the most fabulous pork in all of the cuts available. Uh, Their pork chops are phenomenal. Uh, I use their, you know, roast. um, So it'll be like a butt roast or a, I'm trying to think of pork shoulder Shoulder, um, for my carnitas. And I'm always getting like a four pound-ish piece of that. Their eggs are the most beautiful yolks they are. in the yep. world. I usually literally get 11 dozen at a time, and we go through those in like three weeks in our household. Uh, and then they have a fabulous pork breakfast sausage blend, and they have a great beef. Their, their grass-fed beef is also awesome, fantastic steaks and cuts. And uh, I've done bigger 
pieces or I guess portions of beef as well for like a slow cooker pot mm-hmm. roast and yep. things like that. Um, but their ground beef organ blend is the bomb. It's a great way. I think they put heart in it as well, right? Yeah. Isn't it heart, heart liver, liver. It might just be heart and liver. It might just be heart and liver. Fact check. I'm not sure. We'll yep. link it though in our show notes. <laughs> yes. And that's, that's been a big, um, I, I send that link to people all the time for clients who are like trying to dip into organ blends or aren't quite behind like eating a whole, you know, liver sauteed with onions or getting into chicken livers. I think that's a game change for getting more organs. And I do meatballs with that for Noah, like every, every week we'll like freeze some, um, so that we can take those to restaurants and things. But those are a fantastic way to get the nutrient density in. Absolutely. So definitely check out Yonder Way Farm. And I think they ship now nationally. Yeah. So I think no matter where you are, we'll put the link for their website as well. We'll do. All right. What about other recent favorite meals, either dining out or recipe inspiration? Um, what are, what are your current faves? So dining out, um, I think the kind of classic go-tos when people ask me where to eat in Austin, I love Loro. Mm -hmm. Loro is like an Asian inspired barbecue joint. Uh, I actually did a book signing there over, was that KetoCon or PaleoFX? I think it was PaleoFX. I don't know. I remember back in the 2019 days. Christina Kirk was there, but I don't know which one she would have been at. Yeah. Um, I know. I'm trying to recall. But either way, I think it was Paleo Effects the second time I spoke there, I believe. But anyway, I did a book signing there. Fantastic farm to table, good sourcing, and uh, really delicious elevated barbecue. Yeah. Like so good. Bright acidic flavor profiles, fresh herbs, a lot of fresh herbs, pickled onions, and fabulous. I love Odd Duck as well. That was one of the first farm-to-table restaurants in Austin that I tried, and it kind of won my heart. Uh, everything that they make is fabulous. And, uh, I mean, from whole fish head to just really innovative, fun stuff, they always have a direct gluten-free menu that they have pre-printed. And when they are doing grains, it's like heirloom milled from Barton Mills or other local growers. And they also have fabulous cocktails, I will yep. say. Yeah, yeah, that, that like salt foam. That's what I was just going to say, that emulsified uh, Paloma, sea, right? sea salt foam uh, is fabulous. Yeah. And their Paloma. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so good. And then I have to state Steiner Ranch Steakhouse <laughs> because I will say through the bad season, I did not find much joy eating at those establishments because Austin was so locked down. Mm-hmm. But God bless Steiner Steakhouse because they were always very welcoming it felt like a really nice place to be mm-hmm. um you know they had live music they had at one point i think a sign that said no dancing and people were still people dancing and no one said a <laughs> darn thing that's right it's that kind of place you have to order <laughs> off the menu to get their wagyu mm-hmm. i will say so they list their steaks on the menu as i believe usda prime um, and I'm not sure if that's Texas Ranched, but then they do have Texas Wagyu steaks of almost every single cut, and you just have to ask for them. And it's pretty classic steakhouse. Like yes. I will say, yep. you're not going to get a lot of innovative sides, but you will get a Texas experience, a very great vibe. Um, and if you go on a Friday or Saturday, live music on the patio, and it yeah, overlooks you gotta Tra- sit outside. Yeah, it yeah. overlooks Lake Travis, which that's like the magic is the experience, and the steak is fab, and they have a good wine list. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. And then I also listed as runner-ups, um, Day Do, which was, we just recently went for Becky's birthday for yeah, her first time. Yeah, yeah, You want to share some of the highlights there? Oh my gosh. We got, it was three of us. So I our, our friend Jody. Hi, Jody. Um, and um, we ordered everything, like 
all of the proteins. So we got a, was it a ribeye or a tomahawk steak? Ribeye. Yeah, ribeye, like bone in. Yeah, it's like, I remember the bone. Um, A ribeye that was fabulous, a pork chop. um, It was so, so good. A shrimp skewer and um, yeah, grilled chicken hearts with like this, I don't know if it was Thai Thai sambal type. Uh, I thought it was like a mesquite know. honey yeah. okay. glaze. Okay. I don't know. but Some kind of mm-hmm. something delicious on there. Um, we had a very protein, protein dominant meal for and sure. And we got a fish. You left that Yeah, out. we got an entire oh, yeah. fish Black dish. drum. Yes. Yeah, that was delicious. Mm-hmm. And uh, the concept behind Day Do is very like snout to tail. Mm-hmm. It was started by a chef that is also a forager, gatherer, hunter. And he used to have a, a table at the farmer's market. So I used to go to that booth when I would come up to the Austin farmer's market. So pretty cool. The restaurant's pretty great as well. They have a butcher shop in the front. And then um, some other faves. Contigo is a really fun concept and uh, close to Becky's neighborhood area. Good. Uh, Brady loves their smash burger. I get their burger, no bun, side salad. Uh, they had a really nice... Um, Oh, what was that starter that they had just recently? Oh, they had a good ceviche on the menu. I love light acid, mm-hmm. and that's kind of my trend, I would say. Uh, other punch things, Confituras is a little bakery that has the most dreamy, gluten-free biscuits. And so I probably get like six of them four times a year, I'd say. And for special occasions, I'll use the Yonder Way pork yeah. breakfast sausage blend and make like old-school biscuits and gravy. Oh, yeah. So good. And that's like a dreamy indulgence, but it's pretty tasty. I've never had anything gluten-free baked that is able to create those like folds, the flakiness. Mm-hmm. And other that's why I don't really feel usually gluten-free baked goods are worth it. Right. I would just prefer to do like a sweet potato hash instead yep. or like butternut squash and herbs. But this is one that I think is worth the indulgence. Yeah, you have to like pre-order them. They um, have a very limited amount of them, or at least they have during recent times. You have to pre-order ahead of time, but they're great for like an Easter brunch or something yes. like that. Yeah. Yes. And then in the world of indulgences and gluten-free, uh, Thai Fresh has a really fantastic gluten-free bakery. Uh, they also have an entire like ice cream. I think, are they all coconut milk or I yeah, think they're, they're all, all dairy-free? milk based. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a partnership through like Gotti or Gaddy ice cream. Um, okay. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, but um, they have this really yummy like Thai coffee flavor oh. that is delicious. There's some in your freezer right now, Allie, from the other night. You oh, that's what you grab for your birthday? You should have try it. it. Yeah. I think Byron and I did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, but Stella's yep. birthday cake was from there. Oh, yeah. Tasty. So good. Okay. So how about just in the concept of like food flavor profiles? What have you been vibing on? Well, I'm at the tail end of my garden right now. So I was trying to use up like a ton of cucumbers. So I've done a lot of like cucumber salads with or without greens in them. Because sometimes I just have the cucumbers, like a Greek inspired cucumber salad with some of the cherry tomatoes I grew. And we have a ton of fresh oregano right now. Um, feta cheese and you know red wine vinegar olive oil and um, some chopped kalmata olives I could eat that like every day Um, and then I just made the other night um, halloumi which is basically like the Greek um, version I don't know if it's the same as bread cheese it's like the Greek version of of bread cheese essentially but um, cheese that has a really high melting point so you can like grill it or bake with it and it won't you know, fall apart and, and fully melt. So I did halloumi slices 
with um, slices of watermelon and then added fresh basil, pistachio, and jalapenos that we were growing with like olive oil and honey. And it was just like a really yummy appetizer bite. I saw it on some some Instagram of some restaurant and I was like, I can make that. Yeah. That looks really good. So you good. Like did cast iron yeah, yeah, like yeah. you would with the yep. bread cheese. I love yep. that. It's so good. I haven't had that in a while and it's so great. It tastes like uh, what I remember of like a mozzarella stick to me because uh-huh. it has the outside crunch right. and then it melts as you bite it. Yeah. 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 You could do so many fun things with that. Yep. Awesome. It's a great fun appetizer. I would say in general, I won't give any direct profiles because I feel like we've hit food but in general the thing that I always come to in foods that I enjoy is having enough acid yeah and um, I just feel like acids really brighten up a dish so I'm always very citrus heavy Uh, I'm always looking for ways to mix up my acid game so like champagne vinegar or umiboshi plum vinegar or uh, beyond just adding lemon and lime um, adding orange or grapefruit I find that that's a really simple way to elevate a dish and to really bring out flavors and also cooking with enough salt. Yeah. That's one that we always talk about, I feel like. It's something that a lot of restaurants and a lot of people, I think, miss out on is the the acid and the salt. For sure. Um, All right. Any um, favorite new products or brands before we move on from Food Talk? Oh, yeah. Uh, So... I have to say Fond, um, which didn't sponsor this episode, but you guys know they're one of my faves. And I do have at least a a couple jars a week, you know. Um, I think that it's something that I look forward to and always feels really good in my body. Some of those days when I'm not doing coffee, I will actually do bone broth in the morning if I want warm. Um, It's easier, honestly, than brewing tea because you just open up a jar, dump it in the coffee mug and heat it up or heat up stovetop and pour it in and it heats quicker than getting my water up and then steeping. Um, so that would definitely be a fave that I don't, I'm not sure I talk about enough beyond ad space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, the other one that I've been doing a lot of is the Marin, and Brady always says I say this incorrect, but Marin County or Marin County Kombucha. That's mm-hmm. Marin. Yeah. Um, and it's that Pinot Sage flavor, and it's also a dream. Uh, so that's something that I love pouring in a wine glass. Uh, if I'm you know, not drinking any wine that night, I just like the ritual of having something kind of in a stem and transitioning my palate, if you will, or, or just shifting to something fancy to set the tone that the day's over kind of thing. Yeah, such a great tool and like attending detox when you're not doing wine. Uh, yes. Get you through. Um, I've been loving, we've talked about a little bit on here a while back, um, the Perfect Bars peanut butter cups. Um, they, I don't know if they added the, the mint chocolate flavor after we had tried it the first time or maybe they didn't send us it the first time, but they have these, um, peanut butter cups that are, um, mint and chocolate and peanut butter, which you don't think would go well, but it tastes like a legit thin mint or what I remember of thin mints. Um, and they're delicious. You get two in a pack, so we'll like split them. I used to eat the whole pack when I was like breastfeeding more, but yeah, <laughs> like I'll I don't know the Stella, yeah. and I'll be like, "Ooh, you want yep. a special treat?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're so so good. Um, and they use like a really cool superfood blend mm-hmm. in them. Um, they're pretty high grams of fat per cup. I don't know off the top of my head, but definitely an indulgent treat. You don't want to eat them every night, um, but it's nice for like a, a package kind of go to treat. 
Yeah, and the nice thing is they are super portion controlled, yeah. and it is a nourishing food. And so there's a dark chocolate, a milk chocolate, and then the mint chip, and they're all fabulous, honestly. Yes. All oh. right. Um, how about favorite <laughs> lab real quick, um, or the lab you wish that you could run on everyone? Yeah, I think I would have to select the Labrix panel, which is the Neurohormone Complete or the Neurohormone Complete Plus. Uh, that's the one that looks at a four-point cortisol assessment and then estradiol or estrogen as well as testosterone, DHEA, and uh, progesterone in women and then all three types of estrogen in women. And it's a really good picture on our salivary hormones of where our fight-or-flight axis is at, also where our reproductive health is at, and if, if we have risk for imbalance in hormones. And then the neurotransmitter component is equally as amazing because that includes information on our serotonin and GABA, as well as beyond our landing gear of stress response, the stress responders. So dopamine, norepinephrine, epinephrine, which are also made by the adrenals. And uh, we even look at amino acids in the neurotransmitter world like glycine and glutamate. So this is a really fantastic way to just make sure we are optimizing our stress response, that we're keeping online with our adrenals, we're not overtaxing them, we're not burning them out, and they don't need to get supported by glandulars or uh, don't need to be uh, shut down or buffered a little bit with, with excess nervines and so forth. Um, and I find that that's the one that when I make adjustments with my supplement protocol personally and in clinic, there are the most dynamic, appreciable changes in, in the experience, the day-to-day -day function of you know feeling like yourself and managing your mood and uh, getting your brain back online and so forth. Yeah, I love that lab because every time I run it, I feel like the client that is in front of me um, you know, is validated by the results. So like yes. I was feeling exactly the way you just said and like no one believed me or I couldn't see it on paper based on, you know, the couple of labs that my doctor will run. I think it's just so validating if you are experiencing either that just like draggy burnout, like nothing's working, or if you're experiencing that physiological kind of overtaxed, overwired, um, just always such a big aha for yes. clients. Yes. Yeah. And then, so what would be your fave lab? Well, I think beyond the lab breaks, that's definitely one of my, my top labs to run on myself. And I'm about to do it this next cycle. I was waiting for my Ooh, rhythm to get a little bit more regulated, but, um, we'll have to review both of ours on the podcast as a special episode. Oh, that could be fun. Um, I wonder if we're still going to be in like bipolar opposites. I don't know. We'll find maybe out. Maybe there's a Venn diagram and we're coming meeting in the middle. We'll find out. Maybe. Um, yeah. If it's just moving to Austin could do that. Right. Um, sync us up in, in that way. Um, I think the micronutrient though is always my staple of just like the yearly wellness check-in and, and again, a really good way to validate symptoms that you are experiencing or like connect dots of things that you couldn't otherwise see. Um, and we are actually about to shift that lab to a new company. So similar technology, because we always talk to you guys about the importance of that 
white blood cell proliferation and really understanding intercellular versus just serum blood tests. Um, but we're about to shift vendors to a vendor who does more analytes. So the panel um, will still be very similar in, in terms of the technology and um, we'll just have more things run. So they're adding on, I think all amino acids get tested um, mm-hmm. versus we were just testing a couple um, mm-hmm. like serine and um, what else was on ours? I don't I don't have it in front of me, but we were just testing a couple. So this is testing more of your amino acids, which will have more of a connection in the neurotransmitter world of things, which I'm excited about. Yeah, it was serine, glutamine. Thank you. And, yes. Um, what was the other one that we look at? Asparagine. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this will be more comprehensive on the neurotransmitter side of things. And then um, also has an add-on of looking at antioxidants, Mm -hmm. which is really, really cool. I mean, we'll have to do a full deep dive podcast on this technology and research behind it and all the things. Yeah, I think maybe before we share our Labricks one, we'll have to share our results of this panel and the differences because uh, I think it also is superior beyond using the white blood cell proliferation. It tests instead of a standard media, it actually tests against your cellular capacity, a little mm-hmm. bit of a different mechanism there instead of a standard reference range with the media. Right. And so that'll be huge. And so Becky and I, are, I'm going to actually both run my same day a SpectraCell lab yeah, and too. this new company. Yep. And as long as it stands the test of time, like we said, everything we offer, we're literally the first round <laughs> guinea pigs. And so as long as I find it clinically relevant and that it does compare with the panel that I've already approved, uh, then I'll share those results and interventions. And I think we're going to also get a more aggressive price point. So if you've yes. been thinking about yeah. doing the micronutrient test, wait until then. Yeah. And I would say for certain by mid-September, we'll have that up on the website and available for everyone. Yes. All right. Um, listener question asked about favorite skincare, which if you missed the episode with um, Ashley Terry from Grace Holistic Skin, that would be our most recent one mm-hmm. on skincare but let's just talk about products we've been digging lately i know you just reordered a bunch of her stuff yeah i have and um i've been using gua sha more and it's interesting i've also been using gua sha and like a jade roller as recommendations in clinic for individuals that were dealing with uh severe like uh, mold allergies Mm -hmm. and also um more seasonal allergy flare and uh the uh puffy eyes and even like tension headache in those spaces to just support lymph draining yeah, back yeah, down. Yeah, yeah so that, like the sinus the... area. I've done that to mm-hmm. Byron before. Yeah. So I've been playing with that a little bit more myself and enjoying that and then also using that as a recommendation in clinic. Uh, as far as skin care, I have been following like the three-step approach of using the oil cleanser or the oil clogged cleanse, congested oil cleanser or the regular oil cleanser, and then using the hydrosol spray and then topping with the serum. I still rotate in Tata Harper and I still rotate in Heart of Gold products and then the um, Grace Holistic Skin. So those are the three lines that I rotate through. Yeah, I've been using her stuff too. And then I have a cleanser from Botnia that I really like that's all botanical based. I think it has some either green tea or, or white tea, so like in high antioxidant. It's a really light foam. I still haven't gotten behind just washing my face once a day, but I do one oil cleanse and then one cleanse with the the foam. Okay. Um, I feel like especially in like the heat of the summer and I usually 
won't wash my face until after like a sweaty morning walk. Um, I like to kind of get that layer off. Um, and then Heart of Gold has this, uh, I think it's called Moon River Balm. It's like this really amazing smelling balm that I swear I bought it like probably a year ago and it lasts forever because you only use the tiniest pea size amount, but like really nourishing, especially if your skin is in the sun and, and needs a little bit of rehab. Um, vitamin C serum from Beauty Counter, the one that has vitamin C and turmeric right? mm-hmm. in it. Um, probably using that like three times a week when I remember. Um, and then the Ilia products as far as makeup goes. I mean, neither of us really wear a whole lot of makeup during the week, probably for our YouTube channels, like the only time yes. <laughs> from going and out I to dinner. Every time. Yep. Um, but the Ilia products, I've been really liking their um, lip gloss, um, their bronzer, eyebrow gel. They have a blush stick that I really dig. Um, and then they have this really fun, like shimmery liquid highlighter. Um, and a lot of their products do have some SPF to them as well, which we talked about, um, controversy of that controversy of that on, um, Ashley's episode. Um, but you know, if you are going to be spending some time in the sun could be helpful as well. Yeah. So check that out. And I think the biggest thing to me, just like a learning curve of all of the things, I'm very obsessive of what I put in my body ingredient wise and supplement wise. And then I'm just like looking through things as I'm learning more about skincare. Mm-hmm. And I don't honestly know all of the nitty gritty ingredients in a lot of beauty counter items. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that they likely use some forms of alcohols in their cleansers and whatnot. And like I was looking in the shower, Brady was using the Origins green tea and antioxidant oh, yeah. cleanser. I used to use all and of their stuff. Yeah. yeah so he kind of took on that habit for me, like maybe right. five years ago or more. Right. And I always then like kind of leveled up my stuff right. and he used it. And I was like appalled. I was looking at it and it, it's like water. Okay. Rose, rose flower water. The third ingredient is sodium laureth sulfate. Yeah. 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 I was like, what the frick? And then glycerin, disodium, uh, cocoa, um, acetate, glycol, dystery. I mean, it, it, it's a, it's a heavy cleanser. Yeah. And yeah. I was just kind of shocked because I think I got distracted in the like citrus lemon peel and the um, cinnamon bark oil and what have right, you. Right. So I just kind of urge you guys to take a moment. There's also polysorbate 20 in yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of garbage in A this. lot of the like more natural products still have a pretty hefty laundry list and even like beauty counter, which I feel like is a good happy medium, like pre-vetted at least not to contain a lot of the very concerning like phthalates and parabens still, you know, going for a less is more approach and like using literally like the heart of gold and, um, the grace holistic skin are food-based ingredients like you could eat them. Yes, which is <laughs> yeah. a world, it's a world yep. of a difference. It is. Just saying it you're is. not, you're not overdoing and underdoing and back and forth. Right, right. Um, and yeah, all those things are, are reasonable. The biggest thing that I wear makeup wise is a, a brow pencil. And as, as it's a brow pencil, it, I don't really care. I have used the beauty counter one mm-hmm. uh, just because when I was placing big orders with it, but I don't think that eyebrow is a big area of absorptive tissue. I don't know that it really matters. And really, I just do that because of my Hashimoto's eyebrows. And I can't use a brow gel because there's not enough brow to right, gel. Right, right. <laughs> We're going to have to get you microbladed. No, just kidding. Oh just my kidding. Um, all right, listener question. Has Stella ever eaten anything not Ali approved? Yes. In fact, <laughs> she was just recently at, uh, it's not often, it's really funny. So she was recently at a birthday party and, 
it was sweet because I had made the mistake. We pulled her out of school in June and uh, she starts at a private school in August. So we were like, you know what? We're just going to take a real summer this year and, and have just ride the waves with June and July. My family was in town for a while in June and she had her birthday party and a lot of things. So she had a birthday party of a friend's that she attended at a park and uh, it was sweet because everyone was excited to see her like, Stella, I've missed you. And she didn't have good closure. I thought she knew who her last day of school was. And then the next week she was like, I can't wait to see so-and-so and so-and-so. And I was like, well, you may never see them again. Because I just kind of was harsh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just was very matter of fact. I was busy and I was like, you may never see them again because you're not going back to that school for any reason we're, and we're moving. And she was like, what? Like ever again? So it was good for her to go to the birthday party and um, have closure. But... I just was shocked and appalled. Um, so they said snacks would be provided. So Stella had eaten almond butter pancakes uh, with butter. I actually talked her into skipping the maple. Often we'll do a drizzle of maple, but I knew there'd be sweets. And I was like, Stella, let's just do this with the bacon and um, I can mash a couple raspberries on top. And she was into that. So we did that. That was fine. And then we get to the party and uh, they had a snow cone machine. And right away I'm like, oh, that's like the very conventional food colored snow cone flavors. And it's that fine line of like treading lightly, of course not offending the host that's throwing this party and being judgy. Um, but the spread on the table was triangle, crustless triangles of white bread sandwiches, which I think were peanut butter and jelly and maybe one other one. And then, um, there wasn't even like an attempt to have like a veggie tray or like a fresh fruit, not a watermelon slice in sight. Uh, there was kolaches, which are like a donutty, uh, glazed stuffed thing. And Clearly, then, we don't even know what that is. I'm like, I think so. <laughs> you have it's like a hot dog in them, don't they? Yeah, some have meat and some have yeah. fruity okay, fillings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But kolaches like yeah. a filled thing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> And then they had, and then the crustless bread sandwich triangles, the kolaches, and then there was one other, like, really, I don't remember what it was, but it was definitely gluten and refined carb and colored. And then the birthday cake, of course, mm -hmm. which had gluten, and um, it was My Little Pony, like, rainbow color, like, super bright colors. And so, um, you know, Stella had her water bottle, and she, like, runs up to me, and she's like, hey, can I have a snow cone? And I was like would you like a snow cone? Clearly she does because she's asking me. And I was like, would you like a snow cone? She's like, yeah. I was like, okay, well, let's go over and see. And so I kind of like looked at them and I was like, well, um, maybe the lemonade one could be a good choice. Because um, she goes, does that strawberry one have food coloring? Because it was like really bright red. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I think they all do, Stella, to be honest. Because I think they all did. I didn't read ingredients on them. Sure. I said, you could try the lemon one. And so she did a lemonade snow cone thing, okay? And then one of her friends runs up to her with a kolache and is like, do you want this? And Stella goes, I don't eat bread. <laughs> like, did like this karate chop arm. And it was so funny. Um, and, and so she just kind of ebbs and flows and like her like, I know this. And then when it was happy birthday, she sat, she was given a slice. She like messed around with her fork. But I will say of all of the cake on the table, hers was the largest piece left. And I don't think she had more than four total bites. Um, and then she even commented later about how um, sh she feels a, a little bit, uh, what was the word she used? It wasn't squirrely, but a, a, like, a, like, oh, yeah, I think I probably do need some protein, Mom. Yeah. So I was like, we're going to yeah, go yeah. home and have some eggs and something else. So she's at an age now where I allow her to have, be autonomous at a gathering like that. Now, if this was at school, I don't allow her to have treats at school. I always bring her own snack. 
But if it's a birthday party and it's ceremonial and um, she is, I think, robust enough and resilient enough that I don't think that it, the, the cost of benefit is out of her favor. And I don't want to create such restriction that she creates um, you know, habits where she's sneaking things or lying. Sure. I want her to feel empowered by it. Yeah. So it'll just be a process that we'll keep navigating and walking through. And I did make a lot of connection points later in the day. Oh, and her belly did hurt. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I don't know if the buddies in your belly liked all that sugar. And she's like, yeah. And that food coloring in the snow cone, right, mom? And yeah. I was like, well, I don't know. You know, it's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. Didn't she have another snow cone incident recently where she called it out? She's like, oh, that definitely has food coloring. I'm not going to eat it yeah, or something. Just yeah, this, just this okay. week we went to a snow cone stand outside of Contigo and they have two flavors that are natural of their 31 flavors. So it says natural strawberry and watermelon or raspberry and strawberry. And so I was like, okay, confirming those don't have food dyes. And the girl was like so confused. She like could not understand my question. And I was like, well, the two that are natural, right? And so we order it. And the first half of it was like the raspberry and it was very muted. Like you could tell there mm-hmm. probably wasn't food coloring in it. It was probably raspberries strained with simple syrup, I'm thinking. And then she like got distracted and must have thought it looked too muted and like dumped the regular <laughs> strawberry. And it was like electro Kool-Aid red. And Stella looked at it and literally she goes, um, this definitely has food coloring. And she handed it back to me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, I bet we can yep. find something else that yep. would be just as much fun to indulge in. Yep. And, and she is navigating and making her own choices. And usually they're really reasonable choices. So yes. Good. But with that being said, I don't allow, like I would not allow her to choose a snow cone. Right. Ordering and paying for it if it was colored. Sure. I would say yep. we do this in our house. Um, you know, the birthday party is the one thing that I'm loosest about, but restaurant navigating and whatnot, right. we're still really tight and, um, we give her guided autonomy. Sure. Yep. Yes. Awesome. All right. Um, favorite recent purchase. Okay. Um, you do yours cause you have that funny cat hair <laughs> story with it. We, um, <laughs> yeah, this was my favorite until, uh, there was an incident, but, um, we recently got a robot vacuum cleaner, basically like a knockoff brand or a, another brand of the Roomba that everyone has. It's called Eufy, E-U-F-Y. And honestly, I don't know a lot about that company versus others, but Byron is the one who like, literally, if I say I want something, he will research it for it could be weeks, it could be months, depending on what else is on his plate before I actually buy the thing. Whereas I would go on Amazon and be like, the one that can come tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does extensive research, so I believe him that it's like the best out there. It's, you know, the little circle robot that you can um, set a timer to go off once or twice a day. And so with Noah crawling and all of the, you know, we have a cat and a dog. Um, so all the pet hair, I'm still vacuuming daily and like cleaning up his area, but it just helps to keep it under control, keep the cat hair and dog hair out of his mouth because he's in everything (laughs) right now. Um, but we had an incident where the cat had a hairball and those vacuums are notorious. Like you've probably seen a viral video of it, like dragging, you know, dog poop or something around. Thank God it wasn't that, but it dragged a a cat hairball and it was a lovely surprise to wake up to Mm. in the morning. So as long as that's not happening, that was my favorite thing until, you know. What are other, let's talk on Noah, favorite things as far as like baby stuff that we maybe need to add into our Amazon list. And I know we'll be doing an episode probably in the next six weeks or no, Eight weeks, I guess, yeah. for his first birthday, which yeah. is bananas. I know. I know. I can't believe it. Um, the silicone fruit nets, which you turned me on to um, 
you know, you're like, you need these for teething. And we hadn't really, he hadn't gotten it quite yet until a couple weeks ago, but they're these little silicon kind of almost like a popsicle type thing where you can pop off the top, you put frozen fruit in it and they can gum and put pressure on it Mm -hmm. for teething. Um, And he's cutting his top too. And I think something going on on the side. So that's been really helpful um, and coming like way more in handy all of a sudden with with teething Um, and it's a good distraction too of Mm -hmm. like something to set him up at his high chair with if he's hungry but food's not ready or he can like sit on the floor and and mess with it and he's become really autonomous like with holding it himself in his hands so that's been great yeah we Um, did that as like the appetizer when dining out and we would fill in a ziploc bag cooler like two refills of like frozen mango and then that's where when she cut her incisors and had, I think, at least six to eight teeth uh, that that got replaced with a whole apple. Mm-hmm. And then she'd sit with her apple. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. Um, and then we recently got him like a foam playscape that you can kind of build up because he's pulling up and really wants to be more physical. I'm like, let me get you something that's safe that's not furniture or coffee yeah. tables. That's been fun um, just learning to use that, but he likes the cardboard box that came in more because they always do. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's the rule, right? Um, and then we have the um, Love Every subscription that he gets a new box. Um, basically, we signed up for it or somebody got it for us for our baby shower for the first year of life. And every two months, they send developmentally appropriate toys they're pretty like Montessori style either like wooden or natural material toys um, along with like a little booklet that tells you how to play with the toys and so that's been fun Um, and just a a kind of no-brainer like it's already there and it's something novel and new and we probably need to get better about rotating stuff out because we're just collecting (laughs) stuff right now but um, he likes those a lot and then um musical instruments so we'll probably be getting him some drums or something yeah. he can like bang on for his first birthday um i think that's kind of what he's into lately awesome and then there was a listener question on newborn needs and pregnancy needs should we just refer them back to the episodes of the podcast or anything new that you feel like we left out oh man um yeah i'll refer back to this podcast episodes because um we were just talking to dr anna kabeca about how oxytocin has an amnesia like effect and um <laughs> i don't remember a lot of the stuff from right. those early days but it it's also you don't need a lot of right. stuff with a newborn There are two things I would say here. Um, So one, the newborn snuggles. When they will fall asleep on your chest, like take that when you can because he won't do it anymore unless he's like so tired or maybe post-breastfeeding. But take that when you can. Don't worry about like all the baby crap and all the things that you need. Just take the snuggles. Don't Mm -hmm. move. Um, And then the second thing I would say that reflectively I wish I had done a little bit more of during pregnancy um, Right now, I'm working with a chiropractor, Dr. Lindsay Matthews. She's with Truly Chiropractic, but she also has um, a company called BirthFit, and basically, it's a you know uh, pregnancy and through postpartum um, fitness program. And I wish I had—I think I knew about it, but I just didn't do it. I wish I had done a little bit more of that during pregnancy because I keep anyone who asks me for like birth natural birth advice I'm like it is the most physical thing 
you will ever do. And I wish I had prepared my body more so in that way because I still feel like I'm rebounding, like in terms of the muscle tone. Like and actual squats, like targeted yeah, movements. Yeah, yeah. Because you worked out a lot. I, I worked feel like. out, you know, a good amount. I walked pretty much every day dance and, and yoga. danced and did yoga up until literally, you know, day before he was born. Um, but more of like the core strength. Yeah. I just didn't know how to really work my core. So I kind of skipped those parts and didn't replace with anything. And so this is much more integrative intentional movement to prepare you for you know the physical demands of birth and then she also has which i've been doing now um, like a postpartum basic series and just kind of recovering your core and going through very intentional movements again like modeled after literally how your baby is taught to move so you're doing like a lot of dead bug and happy Mm -hmm. baby on the floor and just reintegrating that core stability bear crawl yeah bear crawl and like pelvic floor exactly Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I'll um, link her program because she has virtual programs that can be done from anywhere. We'll have her on the podcast. We I've should. Her on we the totally list should. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Let's make a note. Shoot that email. Make yeah. it happen. I'm going to see her on Wednesday. So I'll Perfect. It. Okay. And then uh, things that Stella is into, yeah. I would say now a lot more than ever. It's hard to even believe because I feel like she's always been a big pretend play person and I think as an only child, you get to witness a lot more of that because they're not playing pretend with their sibling as much. So they always want you to play Mm -hmm. pretend with them, which is wonderful. Uh, But the new pretend games are pet shop, a lot of pet shop. It went from like pet vet to pet shop. And so now she'll tell you all the fun facts about each pet and its habitat and if it's an herbivore or an omnivore or a carnivore and what its favorite foods are and, you know, all the things and then how many dollars it is and then... She has her little register and checks out. And then sometimes she'll do a little promo like, oh, and oh, before you leave, there's a free pet that oh you boy. can collect. <laughs> like, oh man, I thought we just got through this with right. two pets. For In real life, weeks. I mean, that would be very yeah. problematic. <laughs> uh, a lot more Play-Doh and uh, clay type play. Uh, so she got actually a really cool homemade Play-Doh set for her fifth birthday from a friend that was like lavender essential oil scented. And um, I'll see if she sells these sets because they're really sweet. Yeah. And um, they come with like little gemstones and pine cones. And so you can make different environments. And it's like a caboodle. Do you remember caboodles back in the day? Yeah, of course. It comes in like a clear caboodle, essentially. Cool. Okay. With the natural homemade Play-Doh. And um, there's like a sparkly white in our set and a purple and whatever. And um, yeah, so I'll try to get a a link for that because I think they're really sweet for like your natural kids and uh, yeah, what a great gift, a great activity, that. yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and then uh, she's been really working on her drawing skills. Becky got a pretty epic birthday card. Oh, it's amazing. With it's a, got me and her and two cats, a dog on the back. Yeah, um, and she signed it. And you everything. and her, and you and her as cats. Yes. I think. Oh, what that's it was. what it was. You guys yep. as yourselves, <laughs> but also as, as if you were to yep. be cats. Those yep. were you guys yep. as cats. Yeah. Uh, and so that's been really fun seeing her gain her confidence and just kind of trying with drawing because yeah. she used to be like, I just don't know how to draw that. And I think as she's working more with letters and such that that's coming to life. And, uh, honestly, one of her favorite game games or toys is her workbooks, which sounds super lame, but she really does enjoy like scholastic things. Um, so we've been doing library trips, which have been fun and they have like a, um, word search or kind of scavenger hunt type thing where in the aisles of the library there's an icon with letters and then that ties into the number of the row and then you like can put together a phrase 
Um, so this last was on like Shark Week and she solved the mystery. And then we still really love the Melissa and Doug sticker books. I feel like those mm-hmm. made a presence at like just at age three and for a solid two years, she's been raging those. You know, they lose their stick over time, but... I tell you what, for car, we still, we never do tablets in the car or in restaurants. We try our darndest. Um, and so, you know, that's a really cool uh, distraction and, you know, putting the things in, putting them out. Um, and then sewing, she does a good amount of sewing. And so that started early with Montessori stuff. And now she's doing like the outlines of, you know, a, a turtle or a, a dog and she's on a ritual where, like, for the past two months at church, she'll sew something, eat half an RX bar, sew something else, eat the other half. That Like, I can, like, cue it. Like, mm-hmm. it's like a 10 to 12-minute chunk, which yeah. works really beautifully. And she's sitting in calm and, you know, absorbing goodness. Yeah, something to do with her hands. Amazing. Yes. yes. Um, best part of being a mom? Oh, man. <laughs> goodness I mean yeah I know I'll I'll answer it but I'm probably gonna say oh I could have done it so much better if I could meditate on it um or really think through it but I I mean I think the best thing of of being a mom is just like you know soul exploding love um that oxytocin connection um the just deep desire to be close to to me um she's it's so awesome to be a mom to a child that shows affection and is affectionate and um, just the look of wonder and watching them explore their world through their eyes. Uh, And I know wonder is something you're already experiencing, right? And it just, it's just, it just evolves, I think with age and watching through their lens, uh, Stella watching her grow into a curious, confident and, um, you know, peace seeking kind child is, is really a beautiful process and my proudest role that I yeah. have for sure. Yeah. How about you? I would second all of those things. Just watching Noah's little like personality develop already. He's funny. Like he's got like a sense of humor uh-huh. and like, I don't know. He's funny in terms of like how he already defies boundaries, but then like he'll crawl three steps toward the dog water bowl and then like do a spin, look at me, giggle, and go the rest of the way. Oh, and it's yeah. just like really funny, like you little fricker, but also I love it. There's that fire. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, watching his little personality just evolve and develop and then watching him like when he does something new for the first time and mm-hmm. he's just like sitting there in amazement. It's just awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you did. Let's clap. And he's like so excited. It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, favorite things to do. Oh man. (laughs) I think my favorite thing to do is to be with my family for sure. Uh, getting outside all of the seasons, but summer is one of my favorites. I, I mean, the heat is hot here, but I, I do love being outside and I don't mind that like feeling of kind of baking. I think it's a really better than being cold. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Just, I love that feeling kind of deep in your bones of just warmth. Uh, and with summer comes a lot more swimming and that's always a blast, especially this summer still learn to swim. So that's been so much yeah. fun. Uh, and then, um, hiking has been great and continuing to work through that. I'm hoping I can fit in a Colorado trip this year, but I'm thinking it's doubtful. So maybe I just need to release that. Uh, but I do love hiking even in the hill country here and even in Austin, 
Uh, and then eating good food and drinking good wine and probably one of my easiest like simple getaways is, is wine, going to the wineries in Hill Country. Um, I just love how that encompasses all of it. It's time with family, friends, good conversation, good food, a slow down pace of life. Often live music is incorporated mm-hmm. in there and it just fills up my soul. I didn't look at your answers, but we pretty much have the same ones. Um, <laughs> cooking good food, sharing wine with friends. We should link. Yeah. So we said we're linking Dry Farms, of course, but we should link whatever episode that was when we talked about our uh, Fredericksburg itinerary. I think, I think it, it was, was a Q&A or something. In the, was it in the one where we also had Todd on? Or no, well, no, maybe. we separated those. Either way, but we'll link it in okay. the episode. So if you're listening Krausen, and we want to know some of the wineries that we've yeah. really enjoyed, French Connection's awesome. I just explored them and we booked a date in October. So yeah. Going back. Yes. Okay. Uh, on the, the lines of that, favorite recent travel or trip you're looking forward to or something you're looking forward <laughs> yeah, to let's do something we're looking forward to okay. like travel is like womp womp yeah okay how <laughs> about the, what the masks on planes and such yes <laughs> well that's why we're not flying yep um so yeah let's talk about kind of in closing and then we'll go rapid fire how about yeah. that yeah um you go so in closing the biggest thing that i'm looking forward to non-business related um but family and personal related is um kind of this manifestation of a vision that I've had for over, gosh, maybe it's scary to say out loud, 15 years, definitely over a decade. Um, And Brady and I and Stella are moving out to the Hill Country. Uh, We are starting to build our home in August, so it'll be probably a year plus process in the build. Um, But we will, within the property, it's off of a, a nice kind of hillside bluff I don't know what you'd call it rolling hill in the whole country and um, it's a 15 acre property I think I had mentioned on a past episode that there are fossils this has not been inhabited in like the you know modern day world there have been um, they believe some form of Indian tribes on the land and um, I think it was Apaches would be who would have inhabited the land um, but there is, there was a one ranch family that owned this whole ranch community. And so it's 200 acres that they've parceled up. And so we'll have a 15 acre lot and there are fossils there. Like we've found a tooth in, um, the matrix of limestone and such. And there are fossils that date back more than 150 million years on our property, which is really cool. Kind of going full circle into that idea of submerging yourself into real nature and not artifact there might be some arrowheads that we'll find but um you know a lot of this is like imprint from the earth and Mm -hmm. and just kind of reflecting on grounding in that space a it just feels really amazing to be out there and b it really humbles me to see when i look at you know the impact of a stressful year and a half or you know even the last couple hundred years of our country that exist and 150 million years. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Ooh. what is civil war? What is, you know, I mean, it's yeah, just we're that, so small. that level oh. of significance <laughs> yeah. is really humbling. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that's really special and I can feel that, that vibration out there and we will be having an orchard. So we're going to have a, I think we're just calling it the Miller family orchard. And, um, we will be starting already this year purchasing, um, chicken coops so we'll have 20 chickens and about we think a one and a half to two acre garden slash mini farm whatever you'd call that with a couple greenhouses and some alfresco dining and about 30 to 35 fruit trees 
And we're kind of modeling this patina farms vibe of like a French countryside, um, I don't know, orchard, estate, garden deal. So we're going to be on quite the learning curve of, you know, being an internal septic system. I'm shocked to learn about things like that. And we'll be living off of rain barrel collection water and then secondarily have our own independent well. And we'll probably over time invest in doing a freestanding solar um, I can't think of the, the name, but when it's freestanding to, to tie into our own grid, mm-hmm. um, which would allow us to be pretty autonomous. So yeah, that's a huge like bite. It feels as big as in some ways starting my own company. Yeah. You know, yeah. it really does. It's like this, like where everyone's like, ah, is this a smart choice? <laughs> this is kind of radical. And I see it like playing out. Like it could be a, you know, documentary where we're just like sliding in mud and swearing all the time and, you know, we're stressed out or it is what we've envisioned, and I'm sure I'll take you guys along on part of the ride. Yeah, did you watch that once? I think it's called Once Upon a Farm documentary that we recommended. Mm-hmm. You might be yeah. that. Maybe we'll uh, make it into a film, and Byron will <laughs> film your <laughs> trials yeah. and tribulations. Yeah, we need a javelina <laughs> one day, and yeah. there are yeah, coyotes yeah. and all yeah. the things. Yeah. All of them. Oh my yeah. gosh. Well, I'm looking forward to drinking wine on your wine porch once you do I will all have that. a wine porch yeah. there and yeah. a pool. I'm excited. Yes. Yeah. How about you, Becky? Um, Well, we don't have much travel on the books um, (laughs) or anything. We're looking forward to when we can finally get our contractor nailed down. Just some small updates to the home that we purchased in March of last year. So just some little things to make it more livable. So adding a little bit of square footage to the kitchen with a pantry and more of a laundry room vibe versus just having laundry machine in the garage. Um, and, um, a deck. Putting, yeah, a deck. I was going to say putting doors on things. So Noah can't pull everything out of our closets. <laughs> yes. our, our home came with like no doors on any of the closets or pantry. It's ridiculous, but the deck, um, I think will be wonderful. Hopefully that'll be in time for early fall to be able to enjoy cool. that. Perfect timing. And then we'll be putting a larger garden in working with Kale, um, thanks to Allie's very generous birthday gift to me. Um, so putting in a larger garden out there in um, the yard as well. So getting some outdoor time and just kind of you know, prettifying our home. So yeah, and I feel like your big transition, which we kind of commented on earlier, is also Byron, right? Yeah, working full time for the brand. Yeah, that's like a huge dynamic shift of like now. You know, all the debates of like, oh, are you busy? I actually know what's on your workload. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> for better or worse. No, it's funny and like you are in your office with the door closed, working on something. Like it used to be, he had like a meeting at a specific time and whatever. And now right. I'm like, well, you're not meeting with Allie. So who are you meeting with and what are you doing? <laughs> um, but it's, it's great. And just to have his brain in one place, I think will be a really yes. nice shift for our family. And yeah, know, still something we're And out of that, out. like treading water to like actually being excited about sitting at the dinner table, envisioning company growth right, exactly. in a way that lights you up versus yeah. like just another thing to do right. kind of thing. Exactly. I think that'll be a huge game change. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So let's go rapid fire mode and okay. we'll wrap things up. <laughs> so uh, favorite form of exercise right now? Um, that bar class that I oh, mentioned yeah, just because it's like a new a new thing to me or new add-on I haven't done in a few years. Okay. And mine is, I'm going to make the commitment, going to be Pilates. I, I had, like I said, that realized aha uh-huh, of after I did all my adrenal testing in March of 2020, 
uh, I was like, ooh, <laughs> I need to chill out again. Yeah. And I allow myself, I think, to chill out. And so I've been consistent with yoga and dance. I just started adding, like I said, a yoga class at a studio. But when I move to Hill Country, I'm going to pay for like a 10-pack of Pilates again and do it on equipment. Because yeah. I really want that same oh, diff- like different type of form. Pilates. Mm-hmm. I yes. was doing a lot of that before yes. I got pregnant. I miss it. I need to find a yeah. studio here. It's going to happen. Okay. Cool. okay. Uh, favorite movies um, and uh, any TV highlights? Okay. Um, favorite movies, Dirty Dancing. Yes. Great one. Pretty Woman, which we're just listening to the soundtrack to recently. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Pretty Woman, My Best Friend's Wedding, like anything Julia Roberts out of that era, I feel like is, is a soft spot for me. Um, and then Brady recently put on Anchorman while I was hanging out here at the house, um, and I forgot how much that Steve makes Carell's me laugh. It's great. so <laughs> funny. So good. What about you? Okay. So I just watched last night, Annie with Stella, like the original from 82. Yeah. And that was fabulous. It's the first uh, musical that she's watched with me and she was really into it and like trying to do the like spins and things, <laughs> you know, like, like fan leg moves all the time. Uh, and so that was really fun. And I think that that'll open a world for us because I love like classic American musicals. Uh, and then probably if I'm thinking like fave, like cult classics or movies, um, Pulp Fiction would probably be my top movie as far as like cinematography Mm -hmm. and plot and flow. Uh, and then I really like Empire Records. I have like a really, I've probably watched that over 15 times. Also the Labyrinth with David Bowie and Jim Henson and the Muppets, uh, sings a lot of fond memories from the, the rentals, the VHS rentals. All right. What about this one? TV shows. Like what can we find you watching on a weeknight? Well, if it's a weeknight, I'm likely watching Tucker Carlson. And it's really funny to say that out loud because up until like February or March of 2020, I would have not believed that that was coming out of my mouth. I'd be like, (laughs) what? You don't even exist Fox channel. Uh, but I heard his, uh, he does these opening monologues and, um, I heard one, I think it was March of 2020 where he was just questioning the narrative and just talking about, you know, the ways that we were dealing with pandemic and whether they were interfering with our liberties and whether they were, going to be health supporting or ultimately harmful. And I have really appreciated how I think he's one of the last brave American journalists and he really pushes the narrative. And um, I like I like how he does his thing. So that's been fun. And um, then just really terrible reality TV, I have to say. Um, <laughs> so... You know, I mean, anything from like 90 Day Fiance to Real Housewives to whatever, but it's probably been more 90 Day Fiance. You turned me on to all of that. And it's funny, Byron was just recently saying to us, he's like, can't watch it. It makes me feel dumber. And I'm like, but that's that's the the point. point. Always. Like when your brain is on all day, every day, it's just that like turn off. Yeah, me too. Um, Definitely some uh, New York Housewives. um, Yeah big fan there and then 90 day and single life and all of the offshoot shows from that are great yes (laughs) yes and then I saw you noted sex in the city oh yeah I rewatched that like early breastfeeding and it's great anytime it's a late night work night I can always put it on yeah 
apparently there's new sex in the city coming but without samantha and i'm just like not sure how i feel about that i know she's my favorite (laughs) shoot okay uh music yeah favorite album of all time Ooh, album of all time general I don't know. I, I would say chances are 80% chance of the Grateful Dead in our household. If you're in here for more than a three-hour window, it will rotate through <laughs> our music. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, I, you know, Brady, a bigger fan than me, but I, I love the Grateful Dead as well. I think that they're, you know, Americana classic rock and roll. I love the dissonance and kind of take on jazz and that sense of like an ABC with an improvisational component of music. I, I, I used to do a lot of the jam band stuff and um, have seen my fair share, over 50 fish shows at least. Uh, snip it into my backstory. <laughs> um, but I've been really into Charlie Crockett um, uh, recently. He is a singer-songwriter, kind of country-esque. And um, also have been a big fan of bluegrass, and I can pretty much listen to a fiddle anywhere, yeah. anytime, especially if I'm outside listening to it. Um, on a Friday night, maybe that's not my thing, um, but but I'm really into team kind of more bluegrass. I don't always love the lyricist work of country music per sure. se because it gets a little cheesy to me. <laughs> but singer songwriter stuff, I can I can jive on. Yeah. So then that opens like you know Joni Mitchell and all that as well. Yep. Yeah. She's my favorite always. And then Fleetwood Mac and um, yes. Tom Petty are up there for me for sure. And I just, think live music is one of the yeah. favorite things to do. So yeah. I think we we just started booking. I'm actually going to see Charlie Crockett and then I uh, booked uh, a Fleetwood Mac cover band. So things are happening. Yeah, That's they good. are. Um, and we got a couple from Instagram actually. Favorite yoga pose. Oh, man. We just did yoga. So uh, I know. Um Goodness, I, I mean, I don't want to be generic with downward dog, but I feel like that's what really helps it open up my good. lower back the most, you know, um, really. And and I do love half pigeon, ending in half pigeon mm. and opening up my hips. There's that shoulder rinse move that I really like a lot. Yeah, I don't um, know if that has like a real awesome name, but... But, but it's like a shoulder rinse where you're... Is, is your shoulder weaved through in that? No, you're on your back and it's... I don't know, but but it mm-hmm. it works that rotation that goes against yeah. you curving your shoulders over on your phone or on your computer, and it opens up your um, tap in my chest, your sternum and, yep. and shoulders. Yep. Mine used to be dancer's pose, but I feel like postpartum my balance is not very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I like that opening of, of dancers and maybe half moon too. I feel like I always get like mm-hmm. a good like chest and hip opener from that. Yeah. Favorite evening treat? Oh, man. Um, I would go for either one of those uh, perfect bar uh, peanut butter cup yeah. deals, probably. Or I would go for the Hue Kitchen um, chocolate almonds. Chocolate almonds. I like their mint. Um, I've crunchy mint. Bar. Yeah. I do like that bar, yeah. too. But I was going to say, otherwise, I've been kind of off of chocolate bars for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah. I don't know. Burn out and mm-hmm. rotate them in. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, any other questions you want to ask me? And then I think je- I've come to the end of our list. <laughs> All right. Gelatin would be another good evening snack, I think, that I often forget about. And every time I have yeah, it, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, this is so good. It feels so good in yeah, my body. I made some for Noah recently. And so, of course, we've been snacking on it, too, or sharing snack with him. And that's been fun. Super fun. Okay, last but not least, business updates and favorite um, part of our new program yeah. so far in closing. So we told y'all... Um, you know, that the the big shift is that we're offering the 
keto program as an archive as of next week when you're listening to this that will be live um, but we are birthing a new program if you will that will be available mid-september and we'll pre-sale in um, the first I guess like over Labor Day, we're gonna do a discounted pre-sale. So stay tuned for that. You can't purchase it yet, but it is called Naturally Nourished Food as Medicine for the Whole Family. And we're really excited because this is kind of the foundational course of everything and also is serving as a platform where we're curating through the life cycle, all of our content in one place. So it has foundational modules on like why food matters and you know why we'd work with nutrients first over medications, um, understanding supplements, understanding what is a whole food and what food as medicine means. What's that double-edged sword component of abundance plus restriction? What are five things you need to eliminate from your diet to get started? And then we have modules on all macros and they're about like 20 minute videos per macro. So carbs, protein, and fat. And then what else is in there, Becky? Um, being a taste adventurer, I'm excited about that part. So um, worked with Stella in that video on a scorecard ranking vegetables and fruit in different preparations, like roasted broccoli versus sauteed bell peppers that she was not a fan of and kind of going through this worksheet with her. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about that resource. Yeah. And, and um, just the idea of, again, like having the, we, we talk about the resource itself and you can see Stella go through it, but the idea of like, right, so when she didn't like the cooked bell pepper, we talked about what was it that she didn't like. And it was the appearance, the appearance mm -hmm. box. She said it looked like slimy worms, um, which she said that the raw bell pepper looked like a fingernail moon or a crescent moon. So these are very different experiences for her. Sure, yeah, <laughs> Which yeah. is so interesting to gather versus just, yuck, I don't like it. Right. And then hearing the other part was she liked the crunchy texture versus the squishy texture. So then when you get disapproval of a new food, you know the why behind it, and you also tally in your taste adventure worksheet how many introductions they've had, and then how you can modify it. So we talked through with Stella in this experience, hey, well, what if we diced the bell pepper and we put it inside a siete quesadilla? And you know, the follow-up will show that she accepts that. Yeah. And that that's, and we actually then were honoring her understanding of what the food was, what she didn't like about it and how we could incorporate it better into her diet. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And alongside that taste adventure video where Stella makes kale chips and talks about those components of foods, um, we also do an entire video about shifting your family household to a real foods diet. And within that, a little bit of tough love and the ideas of like, maybe you aren't providing modeling or motivation, or maybe you're not giving those family members the benefit of the doubt of understanding the physiology or the food as medicine element of how that can sing to their why of wellness. So if you have a teenager, is it going to impact their cystic acne? Or if you have, um, you know, a younger child, is that going to impact their ability to have good energy and be stronger on the monkey bars and so forth? And so we talked about how to adjust your messaging that it is relevant and empowering and providing them the opportunity to show up and be there. And also the hard love of not enabling right. them by buying the things that they're scapegoating their nutrition on. So I would just will not accept from parents, my kid doesn't eat protein at breakfast. Um, what does your kid eat? A croissant. Well, where'd the croissant get there? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, they didn't go out and get it. Right. 
They so, don't go by it themselves. Yeah, <laughs> so right. I kind of get a little harsh in that, but I think it's going to be a really empowering resource. And I'm super excited about this program because I think it's going to change a lot of lives and it's going to be an able uh, tool for people to, to relate to on all scales, whether they don't even know what the word keto is or whether they're doing a food as medicine journey. We're also going to have components through the life cycle on um, key supplement supports, labs to consider supportive resources in podcasts. And I mean, with 250 episodes, we have a lot. Yeah. Um, so in like the graceful aging, we have content on menopause. We have content on structural health, which is talking about bone density and reducing fractures and supporting your tendons and ligaments. Um, what else goes in that section? The the whole heart disease mm-hmm. section and how cholesterol is medicine. The entire dementia, Alzheimer's. Right. I mean, there's so much and it's all going to be organized for you in, in a beautiful format. And then there's novel content in the majority of sections as well, which is going to be, I'm sure, over 15 hours of, of video footage. Yeah. And I just love it as a comprehensive resource that you can maybe share with a family member too yeah. who's just starting to dabble into their wellness journey. I think it's just such a comprehensive way to introduce someone. And you used to have the optimal eating program, which, you know, we pulled, um, when we launched the new website because it was quite outdated. This is like the 2.0 and then some of of that, of just really diving into, you know, the naturally nourished way of eating and dialing in like how to figure out what carbs work best for you and and your amount of carb threshold and beyond. Yep. And then beyond the taste adventure, there's a whole cooking section. So we talk about how to make vegetables taste good, meal planning, label 101, grocery shopping. And uh, then the last part I'll mention that I'm really excited about recording is the natural medicine cabinet. So beyond like the supplement support that we give you and the immune protocols and whatnot, we're going to have a video where we're going to talk about um, things to consider for fevers and what not to do, as well as cut scrapes and bruises. Um, and so taking the approach of also, if your child is not vaccinated like mine, um, you know, how you would, what's your one, two, three approach if they get exposed to soil-based bacteria to prevent tetanus, for instance. And this is content that we can't necessarily put on YouTube for algorithm reasons and screening. And so we'll be able to do that through our classroom, which is going to be like an extra perk and I think novel information that we won't have anywhere else. Yep. Awesome. So thank you so much for listening and for being a part of our Food is Medicine family. It means the world to us to know that you guys are investing your time and energy to listen to our voices and our message that we are super passionate about. Um, We hope that you are on board to join us for another 250 episodes. (laughs) Can you believe that? Five years from now. We'll still be here, I guess. We will. Just keep giving us things to talk about. Keep asking questions. I'll be talking to you from my barn. Um, (laughs) So thanks so much. It's been an absolute pleasure and honor. And can't wait to take you on board for the journey as it follows. Thank you for listening to the Naturally Nourished Podcast. Visit our blog at AllieMillerRD.com for recipes, wellness tips, and food as medicine meal plans. Connect with Allie and Becky at AllieMillerRD on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, stay nourished and be well.